It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Wednesday, April 28th, 2021, and welcome to episode number 982 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time. That being, of course, professional wrestling. And, of course, as the song did go, it is definitely, indeed, time. We, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment. 
filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, who is, of course, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo, is, of course, our good friends at 411mania.com. However, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bringing you, bringing you part of the team that is bring, also bringing you your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here this evening. Of course, right here is, 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 of course, getting it all lined up here for us here in D. We, he is, of course, a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is, of course, part of the team which brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. Of course, currently, of course, one half of the OVWS and the GWI Tag Team titles alongside the King Club's Mint Patel. Also, one-fourth of the WCW US Eight-Man Tag Team Championship uh, Champions, as well as uh, numerous uh, multiple uh, singles belts here, including a lot of those, of course, in AWS, Impact US, and so on and so forth. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, also the uh, founder of the Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is, of course, the one and the only, <clears throat> the human suplex machine himself, John Gross. John, we welcome you, sir, to episode 982, 982 of Revolution. Thank you very much here for being here with us. We hope to have more folks pop on in here, hopefully within the next little while. However, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, <clears throat> 138055-POUND, of course, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Of course, including in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we, of course, will be talking about the results of tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. We will, of course, get everyone's personal thoughts and opinions on last night's edition of NXT. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you, of course, an update here on, of course, uh, some of the, um, on the, of course, some of the matches here, of course, posted here, including uh, as we start winding down, of course, the uh, WWUS Fonzie Invitational. We'll, of course, continue to keep you apprised as to who Fonzie may end up may end up facing, um, of course, here in the future. Plus, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the WCW, I'm sorry, the Impact US uh, Rebellion and Slammiversary uh, uh, ch- uh, matchup here, of course, between, of course, the, the two the two folks that actually got tied for, for first place. And our Impact Rebellion Prediction title challenge from this past weekend. Of course, I'm talking about the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and also the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach. Of course, the winner of that will be winning, will win both those titles. The runner-up will be winning, will also become the brand new Impact US TNA champion. Uh, also, of course, like I said, we have uh, the triple threat match here, of course, for the WCWS GWI Unified World Heavyweight title. Of course, also, we've already been able to determine that uh, there is going to be someone, of course, obviously, uh, <clears throat> um, someone, of course, already challenging, of course, for the winner of that match uh, next week, of course, for a pole match for that title. 
rather it be, of course, either a poll match or actually a match on one of our shows. We'll, of course, keep you apprised of that situation as it, of course, develops. But we'll give you, of course, some more insight about all that here coming up a little bit later in the show. It is 9.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. Let us now, let us now, of course, go immediately to 411mania.com and see what is on the horizon in terms of our wrestling stories, uh, of course, here for, for this evening here. We do, of course, thank our friends at 411mania.com <coughs> for allowing us here in the WCWS uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, and we're here on behalf of the WWS Radio Network. We're thankful to the folks at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows here, of course, including the edition of Right Here on Revolution, of course, Wolfpack, <coughs> uh, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, as well as, of course, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as, of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, as well as Sports Machine, and, and hopes, of course, are be able will be able to, of course, uh, <coughs> uh, use, utilize 411 Mania on a lot of other shows, hopefully coming up here in 2021. Our first story, of course, comes to us right here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from courtesy of Jeremy Thomas. As we have information on the first episode of the Ring of Honor Women's Division Wednesday, when it will find, when it will, uh, the official date has been released for that. Let's go ahead and let you in. Let let you in on that. ROH has released the first episode of their Women's Division Wednesday show, which you can see the episode on this page right here, which is described, which is described as follows: Women's Wrestling in Ring of Honor is reborn as four debuting newcomers face off in a tag team match to prove their worthiness for the Women's Championship tournament this summer. We will post this video, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as a special treat, of course, on two of our pages. First off, ROH US Honor of the Ring, as well as, of course, we will be posting this on our page, Women of WCWS, so that way, like I said, we'll be able to be able to, of course, uh, see uh, <coughs> see this, of course, coming up here, of course, indeed, as obviously, of course, Ring of Honor is going to be hopefully. Uh, it's going to be able to showcase a lot more in the way of women's wrestling, and we can't wait to see what how that develops. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Mar Maria Canellas was ta talks about uh, criticism over getting pregnant while in WWE, the Ring of Honor Women's Tournament, and more. Maria Canellas weighed in on the fan criticism over her getting pregnant while she was with WWE. The upcoming Ring of Honor Women's Division Tournament and more in a new interview. Canelo spoke with Wrestling Epicenter, and the show sent us some. And the show sent for Lemon Mania some highlights, and the full video for this, of course, uh, this on this page. If you want to go back and look at it, let's go ahead and read what Maria had to say. On re-signing with Ring of Honor, Maria says, "So after getting fired last year from WWE, I was only two months postpartum after having my son." With the pandemic and everything, we decided we were going to take a step back from everything. Mike was going to get back out there and do some things, but we really didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic, so we just took a step back from everything. Then when the time was right, Ring of Honor brought a fantastic opportunity to me, and that was to head up the women's division. At this point of my career, I really want, I really want to give back to women's wrestling and women's wrestlers. This was just the right opportunity. 
on if she thought she would still be in wrestling when she did WWE's Diva Search in 2004. Maria says, she said, no, at that point, I probably thought I would be an old lady in a wheelchair or something. Or something. For some reason, when you're in your 20s, you think 30 <clears throat> is incredibly old. I thought I would be done by 30, retired in some mansion in Los Angeles or some crazy dream that I had at 22 years old. I came in thinking this is incredible, and then it continued being even more incredible. On if she knew the history of wrestling when she tried that for the Diva Search, Maria says, history to a point, but I was a fan of everybody. The thing that got me pushed to the next round was Colin Johnson Coachman, a popcorn fart. That was in Chicago. They was about, I think there, there was about 200, maybe 250 girls that were competing to make it to New York. He asked me, who's your favorite wrestler? I said, The Rock. Jonathan Coachman, you know, you know The Rock. He called you a popcorn fart last week. Instantly, Coachman said, go to the next round. So, yes, I knew everybody at that point. I was definitely a fan. Grew up backstage just in awe of everybody. Um, she ever regretted her persona being considered dumb, Maria says. I wonder if they would ask the same question of, of Lucille Ball. That's the difference between wrestling and everything else. People take it so incredibly literal that you forget if you forget that in order to make a character believable, there has to be a reasoning in the mind. You can't just become a character out of nowhere and not make it ridiculous if you're not considering what you're doing. So Lucille Ball or any of these other fantastic comedic act actors and actresses, they wouldn't ask they wouldn't ask them that question. No, I don't regret it at all. <clears throat> I got to meet and work and be a fly on the wall. So many incredible storylines by the side of the ring. Listening to people like Undertaker, Triple H, and Randy Orton calling matches while they're in the ring. Listening to how DX puts together a promo before we cut it for live television. Or listening to Ric Flair go through his lines. Edge, I got to work with, <clears throat> I got to work with everybody because of that character. And not a lot of people can say that. I was non-threatening. That made all the difference in the world. On the Divas, deserving more respect than, than they get, Maria says, yeah, one of the most powerful women to come from wrestling is Maurice. She had her own, has her own production company. She has a skincare line. She's got her own television show. Probably one of the most well-known women in any industry. She was a diva. She came into the diva search with all of her knowledge of modeling and media. There isn't enough crossover between wrestling and the outside world. She was able to create that with her connections to the, with the outside world, with the beauty world, the modeling world. So I find it incredibly disrespectful that people don't give respect to the divas. Yeah, well, Lita and Trish came long before Maurice ever did, Maria. So keep that in mind. On if she was shocked at, in, at independent wrestling after only experiencing WWE, Maria says, I was amazed by how the crowd sounded when you went into a crowd that was one, or, one of 200 people because it felt so intimate and so powerful. I love the energy of the independents. I felt free in a lot of ways to try new things. That was amazing. I actually didn't sign anywhere for almost two years after WWE because I was getting that freedom and I was getting to see if I really wanted to stay in the wrestling business or if I wanted to do something else. On how she met Mike Bennett, Maria says, we were at a Northeast wrestling show and I saw this guy eating cold pizza in a Ring of Honor hat. I, I thought to myself, well, he's cute. And that was pretty much it. I was dating someone. He was dating someone. We all went out to dinner. Started eating cheese sticks with a knife and a fork. I thought that was odd, so I called him out on it. He was like, I was trying to be polite. I said, that's weird. A few months later, he and I both were single. 
He messaged me on Twitter through direct message, and soon after, we went on our first day for which we had to drive nine hours. Ever since then, we have been together. This June, it will be 10 years. On the perception that she and Mike were on Team Corgan in the TNA battle, Maria says, one of the first people who who has contacted me whenever something happens, be it I'm pregnant or Mike and I got released, has been Dixie Carter. She is a sweetheart. She loves the wrestlers that were in the company. There have been difficulties in business. That was always a struggle. It was always business. I love Dixie the person. I also love Billy. I loved his creative side. I love the interactions we had on television. Mike had his match for the NWA title in UPW. We love them both in different ways. I think that is the more, more honest answer than to say I was on one one side or the other. Love Dixie. Love Dixie as a person. Love Billy's business side. When we, were, when we were there, it wasn't because of any of that. It was for more money, which is what I wanted. And it was because it was Mike's dream. Mike's dream was to be a WWE superstar. On being the first pregnant champion in WWE history, Maria says, Amazing, so cool. My son is the first fetus champion. I get to sign those until I'm 80 years old. I will sign the 24-7 green belt forever. I've had so many pregnant women. Moms come to me and say, thanks for the inspiration. No, I'm not disabled because I'm pregnant. I'm just pregnant. It means a lot to the women watching wrestling. When they're having raw emotions of feeling less than because they're pregnant or because they're a mom, if I could give them a little inspiration or a little bit of joy and la- or laughter, that is all that this is about. On fans and pundits panning female stars in their prime like herself or Becky Lynch for getting pregnant, Maria says, I'm curious about this when it comes to fans because I think fans think they have a lot more influence on our lives than they do. But anyway, I'm curious if they would pose the same question to, I don't know, Vince McMahon. Would they ask that same question to him? He has two kids. Would they ask, would they ask him, do you think you should be having children because you own a billion-dollar company? How about Triple H? Would they ask the question to him? He has three beautiful daughters. He didn't have he didn't have to take any take off any time or lose any part of his career to have kids. Maybe we shouldn't insult him. How about Steph? People want to jump all over Becky. Shouldn't they jump all over Steph? Step in, man. How about any other male in this industry? Come on, grow up, people. It takes two to tango. Just because I've had a couple of babies doesn't mean I can't think of myself or hold a career. Women do it every single day. They're working as waitresses. They're working at hotels. They're working for corporations. Even they own million-dollar businesses. No, wrestling is no different. Yes, we go away. All right, I'm pregnant. Peace out. I go away for six months. I come back. I do my job again. Isn't that what it's all about? If women did not have babies, there would be no humans. I am not going to stop my life because some man or someone says you shouldn't have kids. Why are you going to be there when I'm 90 years old? Are you going to be my memory? Are you going to be my daughter or my grandchild that's pushing me around in a wheelchair? No, my kids will. So unless maybe something wants to devote himself to being the joy of my life, maybe we should rethink things a little bit. It is having a baby. It is a great joy. It is not the end of the world. No, Becky did not ruin her career or her life. She made her life and career better. On the Ring of Honor Women's Division Tournament, Maria says, as much attention is going to be given to the women's division tournament as was given to the pure title tournament is going to be a lot of what you're seeing on Ring of Honor television. This title is very important to the women that have been here and thought, <clears throat> thought there was going to be a women's division tournament last year. So it's incredibly important to me that I give it just as much attention 
in the ramp up we have a special that's exclusive to youtube that is called women's division wednesday new matches new promos new faces new interviews and it's going to ramp up towards the tournament what you're going to see is the best time for the united states hopefully we'll get we'll get to around the world when things open back up focusing on women's wrestling as a sport and as an and also as an athletic capability is going to be the number one thing and if it is still on if it will still be women of honor as it was before <clears throat> Maria says it is a women's division it is not women of honor that's how we are going forward with it it is a brand new thing on heading up brain of honors experience group on facebook maria says it has been great there is an entire team now that handles the social media aspect it is so important to listen to the fans which is something ring of honor has always done now <clears throat> now that we can't have fans in the building we have to listen to the fans online it's really exciting for the fans to, to feel <clears throat> this that like they, they, ha, they have a say because they do have a say things that they ask for ask for end up on television i know that moving forward in this women's division tournament one of the females competing was pulled exclusively from the fan experience uncle will see her wrestle or match again again on screen in ring of honor uh maria says wrestle no just because it doesn't fit what my current role is I want to be on the board of directors. I don't want to be in the tournament. It is important to help the new girls and help them succeed and watch their careers blossom. I don't want to be in the ring because that just muddies the waters. For Mike, managing, of course. I'm sure at some point I'll manage him again. I'm, I'm sure the kingdom will be all together again because that is separate from the women's division, and I can't keep that separate in that way. On the first lady of wrestling name, Maria says, I don't know exactly how it came about, but I love it. People have such a visceral reaction to it and also plays on the fact that I've met so many different people along the way. And it is also a huge nod to Miss Elizabeth, who I, who I find incredible. She is one of the original diva type managers on being as outspoken as she has been on social media, especially after leaving WWE. Maria says, I've always spoken my mind. I wouldn't know any different. <laughs> Here's what I know about WWE. They have the biggest voices in control control the narrative to use EC3 sprays and they and they can because they have relationships with a lot of media media that is also under contract to them so it is difficult to get your message out there unless you're incredibly forceful we did that um, we did that I moved on from it just like I did in 2010 I did all the interviews and said all the things I feel the same way so I feel the same this time around as well do I feel what they did was necessary necessary this year and last no, I don't think they had to release anybody. Am I glad they did? Yes, I am. I got to spend an entire year with my son. I didn't have to go to work. Yes, I was concerned about the pen. I was concerned about the, the pandemic and if, we, and if we would be able to pay our bill, our bills in a year. But I also got time with my children and, and made decisions <clears throat> about what I really wanted from my career moving forward. On her final thoughts about her and Mike Bennett resigning with Ring of Honor. Maria says, I thank God every day for how things turned out. I so appreciate Ring of Honor for reaching out when they did and how they did for both of us. I feel like this is going to be the best part of our lives. This interview that they did with Maria, I am actually going to post this on our WWUS interview corner page if you wish to, of course, uh, if you wish to, of course, come back and uh, uh if you like to walk, look at the video and listen to the interview, of course, of uh, of, of uh, 
Marie, of course, talking about the deal in Ring of Honor and everything of that nature. 411 Mania, of course, also is every Wednesday providing live coverage of eight of tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. And of course, obviously, one thing that the one thing that's going to be going on apparently seems to be they're going to be apparently talking to Kenny Omega, of course, since now becoming in addition to being the AAA Mega Champion and the current AEW World Heavyweight Champion, of course, as of this past Sunday, Impact Rebellion. He's also the new Impact World Heavyweight Champion. So, they'll, so I'm sure there'll be some talk about that here as well. So if you want to check out 411's coverage of that, you can go to 411mania.com and check that out here, of course, indeed. Uh, of course, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as we have the opening match was revealed for tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. The opening match, of course, was set for tonight's episode of Dynamite. PW Insider has confirmed that the show will open with Brian Cage taking on Hangman Page. As always, of course, 411 Mania will, of course, have live coverage of, of, of tonight's show. Of course, that started here earlier. I did start here about, a, about an hour ago. Dynamite, of course, did air on TNT, of course, uh, about uh, around 8 o'clock Eastern, of course, as they, do, as they do every single Wednesday night. So be sure to, of course, check that out here as well. Jimmy Thomas posted this story uh, earlier tonight as Arash Markazi comments on the interview with Adam Cole from NXT and also teases more to come. Sports Illustrated alum Arash Markazi was on last night's NXT interviewing Adam Cole, and he suggested that there's more interviews to come. Last night's show was Markazi doing a sit-down interview with Cole, talking about what's next for the NXT star after his loss to Kyle Riley at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Markazi, who has also written for the LA Times and ESPN, posted to Twitter yesterday to comment on the piece on the interview, which he wrote, I grew up watching my favorite at WWE superstars sit down for candid one-on-one interviews away from the ring, similar to the one I did I did today pull yesterday poolside with at Adam Cole Pro. I can't wait to do more interviews like this in the future with hashtag WWE NXT. <clears throat> I grew up a WWE fan. I would watch every pay-per-view. And my dad would drive me to, to house shows at the LA Sports Arena and even drove me to Las Vegas so I could be at WrestleMania 9. Tonight was a dream come true. I'm talking about last night, of course, it was a dream come true for me. I can't wait to do it again soon. So you can, of course, and I will, we will also, of course, post that interview that Adam Cole, that Arash Markazi, Markazi did with Adam Cole. We'll post that in the. Uh, NXT US page, if you'd like to, of course, check that out there as well. Of course, this is, this is of course, having to do with the story that we talked about here uh, last week. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Mickey James comes out here to discuss the trash bag incident, also her WWE release, and also being told women's wrestling doesn't make money, and more. And here is, of course, what this is all about. Mickey James discussed her release in WWE, the now infamous trash bag incident from last week, and more on her grown AWS Women podcast. The latest episode of James's podcast with Lisa Marie Verone, of course you remember her as Victoria, and also Tara and uh, of course Tara and TNA, and also SoCal Val is online and featured James 
weighing in on the end of her run with WWE, as well as the incident last week where her belongings were returned to her in the garbage bag. She also talked about how she pitched ideas to WWE, including an all-women's brand, after which she was told that women's wrestling doesn't make money. You can, of course, check out the video on this page right here. Here's Plus, also some highlights, of course, courtesy of Fightful. And here's, of course, part of this this uh, discussion. On the end of her WWE run, Mickey James says, Over the last two years, with getting switched to SmackDown and not getting used, I never debuted on TV. I tore my ACL. I kept feeling these things of, we want you to retire. We want you to be an agent. It was when they wanted for me. It wasn't It wasn't that I wasn't grateful for those opportunities. But at the same time, I see the agents and what they have to go through. They don't get any of the praise or things that they deserve. They deal with a lot of crap. I don't know if I could personally handle that. I'm too much of a creative person. Ideas that I had, they fell on deaf ears. If I fight for something, it's what I genuinely believe. I have tons of ideas. Not all of them are great, but if, but if I think it's great, I'll promote it. On pitching a show for WWE Network, Mickey, Mickey says, two or three years ago, I pitched a show similar to GAW with two or three girls on a panel and a similar concept. Who are you... Who are you wearing? What are you drinking? What's going on in pop culture? I pitched it for the network. And I might as well have been talking to my dog. I pitched a game show idea. I wasn't even the star. But I was going to be working behind the scenes. This is how my brain operates. On pitching the idea of an all-women brand in WWE, Mickey says, Any, every, anything I've pitched, they weren't into it. I wanted to find a balance in between. There was this moment where I said, what if we do an all-female brand? If I could help lead up that and have an awesome team of women, we have the talent, tools, and facilities. It would really help all the girls who are not getting television time. This one person says to me, they're never going to do it ever. Women's wrestling doesn't make money. WWE Evolution was the lowest rated pay-per-view ever in WWE. I get what you're trying to do, but I don't understand why you're fighting so hard for it. You should play the cards you're dealt and see if there's a way to incorporate that within a show rather than fight for it to be its own show. I just realized that every decision they do, a lot of it is business and how it falls in line with business. I'm just disappointed as a whole with being made to feel old with the pins and a walker and the whole ageism thing. I think we've missed out on a lot of moments, whether it was me tying Trish's record and Charlotte, Charlotte tying that and beating me or the Chelsea Green angle working on Twitter. I originally pitched that angle for Liv Morgan in 2019 because I love Liv. There have been several moments we could have we could have done and should have done that we missed the boat on. On the trash bag incident, here we go. Here, Mickey James says, all I can do is laugh about it. It's not even about the trash bag. I was astonished on how it took off. I almost deleted the post because I felt like it came off as too nasty or bitter. I was being sarcastic and laugh at myself and, and the situation. I got my stuff the exact same way 10 years ago. The difference is at that point, I honestly believed it and took it to heart and thought this is what the company thinks about me. I know I've made bad decisions, but at the same time, if I didn't, if it didn't spark there. Between the Piggy James stuff and even in the last run and just how I felt positioned in the last three years, it's okay. I'm good now because I'm in a good space and I can express myself in a real fashion. I was like, wow, they still do this. This is BS. It's also kind of comical because it's li literally how I felt that they thought about me for the last three years, wherever I pitched anything or talk about anything. 
On the fallout in WWE over it, Mickey says, I know it wasn't a direct thing. I empathize with Mark, and I feel bad that he's taking the full brunt. It sucks, but I guarantee his pension package is more than than what I got paid in my last run, so I don't feel that bad. He was not happy in that situation. I'm pissed and don't want to come across as angry. As a direct reflection of everything I've experienced in coming back, I was happy to take a back seat and take a trainer role. All I asked for was a curtsy out the door. It was never, I want one last run or I want to wrestle for the next five years. All I wanted was a little respect so it wouldn't feel like unfinished business. I felt because I felt because I was asking for this one thing, it was going to come come with a price. I'm not saying that's from Vince because he's always been respectful to me. He called me on the phone to apologize for this incident and let me know that this isn't what he thought of me. I tagged Vince because he needs to know. There's a lot of stuff that happens under his nose that he's oblivious to because he's running a multi-billion-dollar company. Small-minded mentality sometimes leads to thoughtless behavior, especially for me to constantly be presented as old. When I'm 41 years old and every single male champion has always has always been my same age or older and has been glorified for those reasons. As they should be, they're amazing. Why is it different for women or for me? Ageism is a real thing and it's BS. I'm grateful for the strides we've made to be seen as equal. But it's not true for every person and it's unfortunate. I don't know why I was made to feel like, like I didn't deserve it. I did everything in my power to be a company girl. And also on the release of the Iconics, Mickey James says, for Billy Kane and Peyton Royce, I could feel how I could feel how they were probably feeling in that moment because I remember the first time when it happened to me. You think there's a chance to come back or or one more run, or you don't want or you don't want to burn that bridge, and you need to be diplomatic and respectful so you don't piss anybody off and, t- and it takes away that opportunity. For me. If they say that 41 is old, then there's no way I'm coming back for one more run now. And knowing what I know now, what I want to. We'll also post this, of course, here, folks. Uh, we'll, also, we'll also post this, of course, as well on our WWUS um, interview corner page if you'd like to, of course, take a look at that here as well. Uh, one story here that just... Uh, Talking about, of course, an AEW here story just now. This this action just has just developed here. Jeremy Thomas has posted this story as team advantage is determined is determined for next week's blood and guts match on AEW Dynamite. The Pinnacle and the Inner Circle will do battle in blood and guts next week on AEW Dynamite, and team advantage and the team advantage has been determined. Tonight's episode saw the rules laid out for the match which will be very War Games-esque. The match will feature two rings and a cage, with the first two wrestlers facing off for five minutes before people come in from alternating teams every two minutes. The match can only be won after all competitors are in, with the win only coming via submission or surrender. During the parlay in which the rules were laid out, Sean Spears said the Pinnacle wanted the advantage since they were lured into the bout, which was agreed to, you can, of course, you can, of course, see clips from the segment. Of course, there's links on the same this page right here, as well as, of course, the logo for the match. Of course, was, uh, of course, incorporating some of these tweets that were made courtesy of AEW. So, if you want to, of course, check that out. Please, of course, feel free to uh, to uh, to take a look at that. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas has has also posted to us here that this week's edition. 
of, M of, of MLW Fusion is online. The Von Erics are in singles action on this week's MLW Fusion, and the live stream, of course, is now up. Of course, the video for the, the video is, is on this page for this episode. It did kick off at 7 o'clock earlier. The following lineup was like this. Marshall Von Erich took on Tom Lawler. Dominic Garini took on Ross Von Erich. And Hijo de L.A. Park took on Buku Dao. Now, we have posted this, um, this episode of Fusion in the video vault page if you want to check that out. It's, you can pull it up at any time and take a look at that if you wish. <clears throat> Our next story here, Jeremy, Jeremy Thomas has this right here. As WWE releases 2021 Community Impact Report and also Stephanie McMahon comments on that. WWE released its second annual Community Impact Report looking at the company's community outreach effort. The company set out the report earlier today. Of course, you can check it out. There's a link to it on this page if you want to check out the full report. The report notes that WWE raised and contributed $3.9 million and had 175 global outreach events with 275 WWE talent appearances. Sammy McMahon wrote the following in the email sending out the report. She says, Dear partners and friends, during what has been defined as the most unprecedented time in recent history, WWE wanted to shine a light on the positive impact we have made together with our WWE community partners, superstars, employees, and fans over the course of this past year. We hope the stories you will see in our 2020 WWE Community Impact Report lift your spirits as we continue to work with our partners to deliver resources, programs, and support those who need us most. We thank you for your continued support of WWE's community efforts as we remain dedicated to our company's mission on putting smiles on faces. And with all due respect, Stephanie, if you want to put a smile on, on, on the face of the WWE community and WWE universe, uh, tell your father to step down. And maybe that, your company will have some more credibility. But that is just, of course, my personal opinion. Jeremy Thomas posted this story right here as Danny Cage apparently accuses Joey Mercury, Will Ferrara, and more at Ring of Honor Dojo of being trash humans. Interesting here. Monster Factory owner Danny Cage has spoken up on Twitter about his time working with the, the Ring of Honor Dojo, calling Joey Mercury, Will Ferrara, and others trash humans. Cage has been posting the, the Twitter excuse me, at different times over the past day or so discussing his time at the dojo and the toxic culture he alleges went on there, alleging that there was a pattern of sleeping with talent, verbal and drug abuse, and more. There are some highlights from his post, of course, on this page, in which he alleges that Ferrara has a habit of sleeping with talent and that Mercury's method of getting ahead is to do is to is to do gas and get something and, and get someone fired. He also alleges that Mercury was verbally abusive to Hannah Kimura in one incident and that Kelly Klein tried to get dirt on him from a former student shortly before, he, shortly before he was fired. This is what Danny Cage had to say. When I was hired by Ring of Honor, I was hired to bring my system to their Ring of Honor dojo. But the kids and coaches didn't want that. Why put in work when you can get paid when you can get paid to peddle drugs, sleep with people's wives and students? So I had to go. It's been the drizzle. It's been the drizzling craps since. Good times. 
Will was so mad when he was there for like a decade and all he had to show for it was the same recycled pin drill passed on and I walked in and I walked in for five minutes and got Future of Honor and Ring of Honor Dojo more eyes than ever. So I had to go. Plus, I'm not a huge fan of coaches sleeping with talent. Jalera found out he was and is. I'm not bitter, just better. Was thinking of how much the talent over over there wouldn't benefit from actually training as opposed to Joey's formula. Do gas and get someone fired. That's how you get ahead in his eyes. Trash humans over there. So, so apparently, uh, so apparently, like I said here, you, if you want to read a lot of these right here, uh, uh, there's a lot of here. Of course, including, the, of course. Um, there's some tweets on there. Of course, you can actually read from Danny Cage himself. But, of course, he also says, The tweets have become a discussion point on the Squared Circle subreddit where Ring of Honor announcer Ian Riccoboni backed up some of Cage's comments. Riccoboni wrote about his own experiences with Mercury, including homophobic behavior, confirming Cage's recounting of the incident with Kimura and more. <clears throat> Hard and fast use of the pejorative F word in which I asked him to stop. Why do you say that about Rhett Titus's body? I'm in better shape than him. What? Are you some kind of whatever? This would occur after events, but also when he called me at 1.30 a.m. Eastern time. Why it need to be addressed at 1.30 a.m. Eastern on days when we we didn't have events and I was living my life as a civilian? I have no idea. Would joke, would joke about the time we saw a woman, the, the makeup artist we had at Madison Square Garden, Asking for a Ring of Honor staffer by name so she could get her check at the hotel. The situation admittedly was kind of funny. It appeared to be something it was not. He was implied that he was ready to drop this conversation. He has posted edited text between us before on Twitter. I will be surprised if he does it again. Similarly, he's threatened out to, he's threatened to, to out an LGBTQ member of the Ring of Honor roster and out one of, of my best friends. I have been saying them because I was pretty crippled by fear. That, I, that I've said something out of pocket that might come to light, but Danny needs a friend right now, and what he's saying about the power dynamic that was created is true, and what a WrestleMania headliner pulled me a, a, aside and warned me if I said something out of pocket that is on, on me, and I and I have to own it. I was not involved in the dojo beyond the semi-annual tryouts. First one we did with Joey, I came prepared as I always did with a printed spreadsheet of the campers, Names, hometowns, home promotion, experience level. I printed enough for everyone. I bullied BJ, Delirious, Daniels, and others. Said thank you. Joy took the copy I made for him and my personal copy and trashed him. This was the same camp Hannah was at. Can't confirm what Dan what Danny has said regarding Hannah. Finally, most recently, Joy blamed me on Twitter for spoiling Final Battle. One of the dojo students have since privately apologized for for. for Provided him the results. It was a lot of time and energy explained to folks. I didn't tell a soul. Joey always said there are two things you can't get back. People's time and attention. It didn't ruin my Christmas, but I'm just glad someone nearly four months later meant to provided him the results. He got my time and attention. Good one. This has been therapeutic for me too. There are others who likely feel the same way, but this is a time and an emotion drain. They, they likely are in similar positions where they have kids or other jobs. They consider the issue closed and can't spare the emotion, especially during a pandemic. And there may be some, too, who fear what they've said to Joy via text. But I'm proud of Danny for having the courage to speak up. 
Apparently, Joey Mercury filed a lawsuit against Ring of Honor in March, accusing the company of creating an unsafe working environment and poor overall working conditions and morale. Klein has also sued the company, alleging discrimination and harassment. Pereira still works for Ring of Honor. So, folks, we have so definitely you'll have to we'll definitely have to keep, of course, uh, our eyes open here on that. Indeed. Uh, let's see. Three more stories to bring in here, folks, before we get to our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Jeffrey Harris posted this story as Charlotte Flair talks about, says that Raw needed her back, and also what Rhea Ripley showed in their match last year at WrestleMania 36. As noted, the recently reinstated Charlotte Flair appeared on today's episode of WWE's The Bump on getting her storyline suspension lifted below... <coughs> Uh, right here on this page are some additional highlights via WrestlingInc.com. Charlotte, on what on what she said during her suspension, she said, It was very relaxing. I enjoyed the beach. I actually thought I was going to have a two-week suspension, but you know, business comes first. They needed me back on Raw. Her thoughts on Rhea Ripley, Charlotte says, Even defeat last year at WrestleMania, in my opinion, she didn't lose. If anything, I think she showed the world what she's capable of. That she was she and that was almost beating me. If anything, she should have she should have her confidence fully back. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, this this of course this video of course there of the bump right here. We are going to be posting this uh, on the uh, on our page WWS Revolution Radio. As of course, in addition, of course, talking about Charlotte. Uh, apparently, this also shows the very first appearance of the new Raw Tag Team Champions. AJ Styles and almost, and of course we talked about this last night on 981 of Revolution, and we'll uh, of course be posting that on there of course a little bit later on for everybody to give their thoughts and opinions about about this uh, about this discussion. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as well as Carmella currently criticizes the current booking of WWE's women's division and also WWE releasing the Iconics. WWE superstar Carmella recently appeared on the Bellas podcast, and she spoke frankly about the current booking of the WWE Women's Division, along with the recent release of the Iconics. Of course, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce earlier this month in WWE. Carmella teamed with Billy Kay in the Women's Tag Team Turmoil match at WrestleMania 37. Here are some highlights: Carmella on current booking of WWE Women's Division. She says, "Even myself, I would sit at home and watch Raw, and it would be 10 p.m. before I would see a woman on the show." It's like, if this is a three-hour show, what the hell, even if I'm just a fan, which I am, like if I didn't work at WWE and I was just sitting at home watching, I want to see the women, that's why I tune in. If I'm waiting until 10 p.m. to see a girl, it's like, what the hell, that's not only for little girls at home or whoever is watching, waiting for the women. It's just feel like, oh, now there's only a focus on maybe two women or one women's storyline. Like you were saying back when you were there, we had three women's storylines on a two-hour show, and I was when I was still with James Ellsworth. So we know it's a possibility. We know that they're, they're capable of doing that. I think sometimes there, there's this weird shift and people kind of forget. We need to remind them, no, we are a big part of the show. We don't have match, We don't have to have matches every week. We can do promo segments or backstage segments, even a 30-second insert into the show. That's to show, hey, here she is. She's represented the show. Then if people are talking about it, maybe next week we give her a little bit of a longer segment because people want to see that, whether it's me or whoever it may be. 
on her Axe storyline teaming with Billy Kay and also WWE releasing her and Peyton Royce. Carmella says, I don't know what the right or wrong things to say is. All I can speak, is, all I can speak from is my experience. We were super excited for this story, and I felt like, okay, I'm done with this whole sexy gimmick that they want me to do, which is fine. It's fun to be sexy, but I feel I wanted to show my personality more. I wanted to show a little bit more of a fun side. And I was looking forward to doing that with Billy. Like you said, our interest alone, she was cracking me up. So I was really looking forward to seeing where that was going to go. And unfortunately, we can't do that anymore. Even Peyton, those two were some of my closest friends since they got here. So it was the first time I was really rocked by a release. So, like I said, a lot of people in WWE, of course, feel continue to, of course, feel very sympathetic, of course, about the release of a lot of those superstars, indeed. And one more quick story before we go into, of course, our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, folks. <clears throat> as we still, as we're going into six minutes before 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Joseph Lee has his last story. As WWE is reportedly hoping to start off live events again this summer. PW Insider reports that WWE has tentative plans to run some test live events this summer, but it is still early in the planning stages and obviously depends on where things stand with the pandemic by then. There will also be different rules depending on the city or municipality. WWE would like to begin running the test live events in either July or August, but haven't committed to it yet as they're still trying to figure things out. They are paying attention to the waves of the pandemic and how it has hit various states and countries as they want to make the best informed decision about touring again. There's a possibility they could run a few test weekends, but no dates have been set at this time. Nick Khan, who, of course, the one we can all blame for uh, Adnan Verk, of course, on Raw, previously said that when WWE does begin touring again, they want to do so permanently and not have to continually stop and start depending on the pandemic. WWE is currently being cautious about when to make the decision. So we'll be watching that, of course, very carefully here as well. And we hope to, of course, like I said, we, of course, hope to, of course, like I said, uh, a lot of folks are kind of hoping to be able to go to these events here again. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with your uh, wrestling news and views here, of course, here for tonight. We always, of course, do thank our friends at 411 Mania for providing that here tonight. And, of course, we also thank our, also, of course, we also give kudos to our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice. Of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. They bring in all the news that's fit to print here in the WWUS radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape. You cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor have we ever tried to do so in the past coming up on six years. Now let's see what John has here in our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today. And, of course, also I have a barf bag. I just saw J.D. running around here with no pants on. But that's disgusting. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, on this date here in 1987, WWF takes Saturday night's main event from the Edmund P. Joy Center in South Bend, Indiana. The show aired four days later on NBC. This is the first time that a that, that did not feature a, a Hulk Hogan match, but the show did have the hook of airing footage of Hulk versus Andre from WrestleMania 3. Also, Kamala defeated Jake Roberts. This is Kamala's last appearance in the WWF 
until 1992. Randy Savage defeated George Steele in a Lumberjack match. The British Bulldogs defeated the Hart Foundation 2-0 in the best of three falls match for the tag team titles. The Bulldogs won the first fall via DQ, meaning that the titles didn't change hands. Ricky Steamboat defeated Hercules by DQ to retain the Intercontinental title. The Can-Am Connection defeated Nikolai Volkov in the Iron Sheik in a tag team match. Also on this date here, folks, uh, let me see. Let me look at my... Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. On this, okay, that's right. On, on this day, 1995, WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling co-presented the two-day event Collision in Korea from Mayday Stadium in Pyongyang, North Korea. About 150,000 were, were in attendance for the event, the largest for a professional re- wrestling event ever. <clears throat> the record stood for, for all of one day as 190,000 were in attendance for the second day. So that's very impressive. The main event of night one featured Shinya Hashimoto, fighting Scott Norton to a 20-minute time limit draw for the IWGP heavyweight title. And the main event of night two featured Antonio Inoki defeating Ric Flair. Uh, On this date here, let's see. Yes, 1996, WWF presented Good Friends, Bitter Enemies from the Civic Auditorium in Omaha, Nebraska. 5,500 people were in attendance with a record of 210,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That is down from 300. And also 32,000 homes for the for the first in your house of May 1995. In a pre-show free-for-all match, Mark Merrill defeated the 1-2-3 Kid. This would be, of course, Sean Waltman's last pay-per-view match in the WWF until June 28, 1998. Owen Hart and the British Bulldog defeated Ahmed Johnson and Jake Roberts in a tag team match. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Goldust by countout in an Intercontinental Title match. Goldust retained the Intercontinental title. Vader defeated Razor Ramon. This is Scott Hall's last WWF match until March 5, 2002, and his last WWF pay-per-view match until WrestleMania 18. Actually, this, this was his last WWF televised match, but his last one was May 19, 1996, at Madison Square Garden. Okay, The Body Donnas defeated the Godwins to retain the, the tag team titles, and Shawn Michaels defeated Diesel, to retain the WWF title. This is Kevin Nash's last WWF televised match until March 11, 2002, and his last WWE pay-per-view match until April 27, 2003 at Backlash. In the middle of the match, Diesel tore Mad Dog Vashon's leg and att- off and attempted to use it on Sean as a weapon. The match between Sean and Diesel was a no-holds-barred match. On this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in 1997, on Rawls Wharf in Omaha, Nebraska, Owen Hart defeated Rocky Maivia, of course, The Rock, to win the Intercontinental title. This is Owen's first singles title win in the company since being with the WWF in, of course, uh, 19, since he started in 1989. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 1998, at a Raw taping from the Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia, Mick Fuller defeats his friend Terry Funk in a hardcore match to gain a number one <clears throat> number one contendership match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is the first time ever that Mick Foley wrestles under his real name. Also on that same day, Paul Bear, is a good thing JD's not here, Paul Bear confesses to the world that he had an affair with The Undertaker and Kane's mother. And also on that same show, uh, adult film actress Jenna Jameson 
makes an appearance in one of the Val Venus vignettes. And, of course, we did find out a little bit later that she had a three-way with J.D. and also Justin Lewis Fleming. <laughs> J.D. and Justin saying, yeah, right. <laughs> no, we're just joking. I'm just joking. Okay. On this date here, uh, and I mentioned this, of course, on Outside the Ropes here earlier, uh, a very somber moment right here on this date in 2002. The legendary Lou Fez sadly passes away due to bypass surgery at the age of 86 years old. Also on this date in 2003, Steve Austin makes it clear that he's retired from in-ring performing after a 14-year stint in, of course, in the wrestling industry since 1999. Austin was one of the people responsible for bringing the WWF back to new heights ever since his victory over Jake Roberts on June 23, 1996, he came to the ring. With Austin's tenure in the WWE, he went on to win the Royal Rumble three times in January 97, 98, and 2001. Also captured the WWF slash WWE title six times. His first one was at WrestleMania 14 on March 29, 1998. Of course, when he defeated Shawn Michaels, and his last one would be in October of 01 when he defeated Kurt Angle. Just 10 months before his retirement, Austin walked out on the WWE on June 10, 2002, after refusing to do a match with Brock Lesnar. Austin did return eight months after his walkout, wrestling two matches with Eric Bischoff and one match with The Rock at WrestleMania 19. That same night on Raw from the Bean from the Bean Town in Boston, Massachusetts, Austin returns to WWE programming as the co-general manager of Raw after he was fired by Eric Bischoff the night after WrestleMania 19 on medical grounds. A position he holds until March of 04 when he leaves the WWE for a second time. Another somber moment here, of course, here, folks, on this date in 2005, Chris Candido, known to wrestling, of course, known, known of course, he was part of the uh, Body Donnas, also wrestled in ECW for a while, sadly dies of pneumonia due to a blood clot from, from a surgery in New Brunswick, New Jersey, at the age of only 33 years old. Of course, if you've known Chris Candido, Candido was in a relationship with Tammy Lynn Sitch, as you know, she was, of course, known as Sunny in the WWF, and they joined Jim Crockett's Smoky Mountain Wrestling in 1992. Also, Candido would compete for ECW as well. Both Candido and Sunny would also compete for the WWF in 1995. In fact, on July of 1995, Candido was the only person to lose to Barry Horowitz in Horowitz's first win. That's right. Candido's successes in the WWF didn't happen as he did have a tag team run by winning the tag team titles with Zip in 1996, of course, they were like known as the Body Donnas. But Candido would leave the WWF later that year. Candido returned to ECW and also went to WCW in 2000 with Tammy Lynn Sitch, capturing the Cruiserweight title at their Spring Stampede event. Candido would join TNA six years later before his death. On April 24, 2005, he broke his leg in a match against Sonny Siaki. The injury necessitated... It the injury required surgery with plates, screws, and pins played pins played in his ankle. After the operation, Candido was rushed back to the hospital after collapsing. Sitch, in an interview, said that Candido was breathing funny and crying because he was in so much pain. Doctors said that said, said that they would drain Candido's lungs. At the age of 33, Candido died of acute pneumonia and a blood clot. He was posthumously featured in a wheelchair, helping the Naturals beat America's most wanted win the NWA World Tag Team titles just days before his death. 
Months later, TNA held the Chris Candido Memorial with Alex Shelley and Sean Waltman winning the tournament special. On his date here in 2008, on Raw from East Rutherford, New Jersey, William Regal pulls the plug on a WWE Championship match between Triple H and Randy Orton. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2010, Victoria announced that her, via her MySpace page that she was leaving TNA. <clears throat> also on this date in 2015, Bad News Barrett defeated Neville in the final to win the in the finals to win the 2015 King of the Ring tournament. This was the company's first King of the Ring tournament since 2010. Uh, and one wrestling birthday to talk about. Happy 34th birthday to Drew Gulak. Now we go to, of course, our our pop culture history and birthdays here. On the state in 1635, Virginia Governor John Harvey is accused of treason and removed from office. On the state in 1770, British Captain James Cook lands at Botany Bay in Australia. Uh, on state in 1788, Maryland becomes the seventh state to ratify the United States Constitution. On state in 1789, Fletcher Christian leads a mutiny on the HMS Bounty against his Captain William Bly in the South Pacific. On state in 1818, James Monroe proclaims naval disarmament on the Great Lakes and Lake Champlain. On state in 1847, George B. Bashan is the first African American to enter the New York State Bar. On the state in 1848, slavery is abolished in, print in the French colonies. On the state in 1855, first veterinary college in the United States is incorporated in Boston. On the state in 1881, the, the infamous outlaw Billy the Kid escapes from the Lincoln County Jail in Lincoln, New Mexico. On the state in 1901, Bach Baker gives up a record 23 singles as the White Sox beat the Blues 13-1. On the state in 1919, the first jump of U.S. Army Air Corps' uh, uh, parachute. First time you got to use the parachute, okay? On the state in 1923, Wembley Stadium opens for the very first time. Of course, that's over there in England, I believe. On the state in 1930, the first night-organized baseball game is played in Independence, Kansas. On the state in 1934, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signs the Homeowners Loan Act. On the state in 1937, the first animated cartoon electric sign is displayed. On the state in 1949, former, former Philippine First Lady Aurora Quezon, uh, who was 61, it was assassinated while en route to dedicate a hospital in memory of her late husband. Her daughter and 10 others are also killed. On the state in 1952, Dwight D. Eisenhower resigns as Supreme Com Commander of NATO. On the day 1956, Frank Robinson of the Cincinnati Reds hits his first of 586 home runs, and also the last French, the last uh, French troops leave Vietnam. On the state in 1961, Warren Spans pitches his second no hitter at 41 as they defeat the San Francisco Giants one to nothing. On the day 1965, Barbara Streisand's first TV special premieres on CBS. On that same day, the Marines invade the Dominican Republic. They stay until October of 1966. Speaking of 1966, on this date, the Boston Celtics beat the L.A. Lakers to win the 20th NBA championship four games to three. Also on that same day, the Sound of Music wins the 38th Annual Academy Awards. On this day, 1967, Muhammad Ali refuses induction into the Army and was stripped of his boxing championship. On the state in 1975, two members of the Beatles appear on different shows. Ringo Starr appears on the Smothers Brothers, Smothers Brothers uh, Comedy Hour. And John Lennon is the guest on the Tomorrow program with, I believe, Tom Snyder. 
what turns out to be uh, his last TV interview ever. ever. And of course, we mentioned on outside the ropes. Of course, as you know, in 19 in 1980, he was killed outside his apartment in New York City. On a state in 1980, 1980s. Speaking about 1980, the Reunion Arena in Dallas, Texas, officially opened. On the state 1985, Billy Martin is named the New York Yankees manager for the fourth time. Fernando Venezuela on that same day sets a record of 41 scoreless innings to start the season. On the state in 1987, I'm, yes, I do remember this, the NBA announces expansion to Charlotte, North Carolina, and Miami, Florida in 1988, and Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Orlando, Florida in 1989. Of course, we all know what teams what teams were started in the process there. On say 1988, the Baltimore Orioles lose American League record 21 games in a row, and the New Jersey Devils set all-time play, set an all-time playoff mark for penalty minutes. On say 1990, the Boston Celtics score most points in the playoff as they beat the Knicks 157-128. to On say 1993, the New York Islanders beat the Washington Capitals 4-1 in playoffs as Dale Hunter attacks Pierre Turgeon after scoring in hockey's worst cheap shot. On say in nineteen ninety six in Australia's worst massacre, Martin Bryant shoots and kills thirty five people in Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. On a say in two thousand three, Andre Agassi recaptures the world uh, number one ranking. On a say in twenty fourteen, Craig Ferguson announces that he would leave the late late show at the end of the year. Of course, I like Craig Ferguson on the Late Late Show. He was a lot funnier than the guy now, in my opinion. On a state in 2018, Danny DeVito Day is declared in New Jersey on November 17th, for November 17th of 2018. On a state in 2019, Game of Thrones, the Long Night episode debuts with the longest battle ever screened. That was nearly 80 minutes. Also on that same day, Avengers Endgame is the first film to make more than $1 billion on its opening day. On the state last year, the U.S. confirmed cases of the pandemic passed 1 million, while death toll of 58,365 surpasses that of the number of U.S. soldiers that were killed during the Vietnam War. On that same day, the United States released three declassified videos of possible UFOs from 2004 2015. <laughs> John, are you kidding? <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, now John's being funny here. And also, um, the U. As I said on that same day, the United States released three declassified videos of possible UFOs in 2004 and 2015, and also a possible sex tape of JD with a woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. I, and obviously nobody's laughing. So. Okay. But it was funny. So, uh, happy, of course, happy, uh, happy 40th birthday to what John's saying is one of JD's first crushes. Jessica Alba. Yes, she is. She is quite hot. Yes. Of course, Dark Angel herself and also the Invisible Woman from the Fantastic Four movies. Yes. And a happy 47th birthday to somebody else that JD has a crush on, and that is Penelope Cruz. <clears throat> happy 71st birthday to former host of the Jay Leno Show. Of course, Jay, Jay Leno replacing Johnny Carson on the Tonight Show in 1992 through 2009. Uh, John, just always remember that nobody can replace Johnny Carson, regardless of how many times they try. Also, Jay Leno was also part of wrestling folklore. I do remember this. 
when he joined WCW and teamed up with DDP to defeat Hollywood Hogan and Eric Bischoff on August 8, 1998 at Road Wild. Today would have been the 263rd birthday of the 5th President of the United States, James Monroe. He was born in Monroe Hill, Virginia. James Bond's movie Casino Royale 007 was released on this date in 1967. On a state in 2019, Chase Elliott, son of Bill Elliott, wins his first of the NASCAR Cup Series season at Talladega. On a state in 2012, Kyle Busch snaps a 22 winning streak by winning at Richmond. On a state in 2002, Jimmy Johnson wins his first race in his rookie season at the Napa Auto Parts uh, 500. On a state in 1996, Sterling Marlin wins his second consecutive race at Talladega. On state 1991, Dale Earnhardt Sr. wins his 50th race at the Martinsville Speedway. And John says that's all he's got for the history and birthday city for today. And, of course, speaking of Dale Earnhardt Sr., John has something in store uh, and something having to do with Dale Sr. tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. We, of course, will uh, we'll of course be of course talking about that here tomorrow. So we definitely look forward to that. Thank you very much, there, John, for that. Once again, I also want to thank 411 Mania for allowing us to read their wrestling news report here for tonight. Ken, good Lord Almighty, sorry about that here, folks. A lot of people are apparently trying to join up on one of our pages here. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, 138055 pound. It likes at 10.14 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here, of course, episode 982 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, alongside, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, here, of course, with you here tonight here as well. And also, we do have one gentleman here, of course, standing by. Let's go ahead and bring him in here, of course, right now. He is, of course, the uh, general manager of WWS Fan Empire, of course, here on Facebook. He is a multiple title holder of our tribute in our trivia championship series, including, of course, one half of the trivia gladiator tag team champions alongside the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as well as one fourth of the WWUS eight man tag team champions as well. He is also a part of the broadcast team, which brings you Sports Machine every Friday afternoon, right here, of course, on talkshoe.com. And he's also, of course, a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Also, ladies and gentlemen, he's, he's, he's got the you got the MC Hammer duds on here, of course, here tonight. He also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, he's got the moves kind of, kind of like Chubby Checker, but he's, of course, adding a, he's adding a few little wrinkles to that there as well. Very unique there, of course, here indeed. And to that individual, all I can say is that we see your camera there, but we can't see your face. So try, you need, might, might try to reposition your camera a little bit. There you go. Now we got you. Yes, because, like I said, that's the face, ladies and gentlemen, of what someone that looks like uh, Arsenio Hall, Lionel Richie looks like right there. Yes, we, we wanted to prove that to everybody. Heck yes. <laughs> of course, we all know this by, of course, doing this right here. Hello. Ooh, 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 ooh. There you go. Now, here we go. Welcome to 982 of Revolution, ladies and gentlemen. The Soul Man, Justin Lewis Bumman. Justin, good to have you here on here with us here. We almost yeah, couldn't see. crazy. We, we, well, the reason being, uh, apparently, uh, just to let you in on a little secret here, uh, first off, number one, it was my smartphone. 
the the one I don't use it as a phone. I use it kind of like what they would do with like a tablet, you know. So I use it for that purpose. But number two, apparently, out of someone sent an invitation to join a group that I oversee or something. I'm not sure what it is, but but whatever it is, apparently somebody um, did a lot of invitations here to one of our groups. And I have no idea, obviously, which one it is. I think I have an idea. It might be a local group that I started around here. Um, but, of course, I'll have, to, I'll have to deal with that here, of course, here a little bit later. But, of course, other than that, of course, my apologies, of course, about that. As well, because it was getting a little bit annoying, too. I can, I can 100% agree with that. It happens out of the blue. If someone was sending an invitation to join a group, I think that's what happened. I think that's exactly what happened with that. But, hey, go figure. Also, by the way, just just to also uh, just to also break the ice right here, of course, Justin, I have to, of course, let you know on a little trick right here, and I'm sure you've probably seen this happen on YouTube and maybe some other sources. I don't know. But I have got – I'm sorry I have to do this, but i got to do this. because Let me just do it, and I'll do it like this. Of course, you're familiar with my little Amazon Echo Dot that I talk about about all the time. Well, apparently yeah. now I found out it can. It, I found out it can do this. Alexa, power fart. Sorry, I don't know that one. Power oh. fart. Hmm, I don't know that. Alexa, give me a power fart. You have big fart enabled. Do you want to open it? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the fart. Would you like to fart? Power fart. Here comes the power fart. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you for a quick and squelchy fart? Or stay random? Alexa, stop. Okie dokie. And that was that thing doing it. I didn't do that either. <laughs> no, apparently somebody, I saw a video on YouTube that someone who actually was able to make the Echo Dot do that. I have no idea. But unfortunately, I can't make it belch. I tried that. It didn't work. So apparently it just comes, it just comes out one day. So. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, Justin didn't want to hear that. Okay, uh, now just coming up here under the wire uh, as well here uh, at 20 minutes after 10, of course, now. He is, of course, a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer, of course, part of the broadcast team for Raw Radio. Uh, uh, Raw Radio, of course, every Monday and also Sports Machine every Friday afternoon as well. He's a multiple-time title holder in our trivia championship series, of course, including another fourth, of course, of our WWUS eight-man tag team champions. Also, a current holder of several belts, of course, including uh, in Impact US, including the Hell in a Form World title, also the WWUS NFL title, the, the, the WWUS Revolution title, and many, many others. And also, of course, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, the man that does really tell it like it is. Uh, 
And of course, he was not, he was not afraid to say, call Vince McMahon a douchebag if he ever got the chance. And of course, I would love to get a ticket to, see, to hear him say it. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring him in here right now. Hailing from the great state of Pennsylvania. Of course, we know him, of course, as JD. And of course, we also know him as the man who, of course, who is not ashamed to walk out, walk out in the streets of Pittsburgh wearing a dress. But of course, we just don't want to hear about it later. You know him as JD, but of course, but his real name is the Iceman. Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., we welcome you, sir, to 982 Revolution. Thank you very much here for joining us here as well. <clears throat> good to be here, and I have a good bit to talk about, so I am ready. Okay, excellent. Very good indeed. Of course, also here momentarily here, we will get, we will get of course, get out some of the results for AEW Dynamite. Of course, we did hear something about having to do with the blood and gut stains. will come up next week, apparently. Uh, also, of course, we're going to get some thoughts in, of course, from everyone about what happened last night with NXT. But before we do all that, let's go ahead and let JD, of course, get a few things off his chest because I do need to kind of, uh, kind of, kind of give the lips a little bit of a rest for a little bit for a few minutes. We're going to let JD talk here for just a few minutes. You get a lot of stuff off his uh, bold and big chest, which, of course, like I said, has proven to be ten times bigger than Vince McMahon's. <clears throat> but, but of course, uh, <laughs> but of course. Twice as smart. There you go. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure JD's got a smile from ear to ear after hearing me just after just hearing me say that. So JD, go on right ahead, my man. I'm gonna sit back here and just relax and take a little bit of a breather and a little bit of a, of a ice cold beverage, and you may go ahead and take it away, sir, uh, with some other thoughts and everything. Okay. Else. Go ahead. Let's start from what. Let's talk about a couple weeks ago how Dynamite was awesome. We had six matches that night, and we had. Two great matches. The opening match was like close to 20, over 20 minutes, near 25, just a couple minutes shy of 25 minutes. And the main event, however, if you will, however, that involved, of course, Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy. Of course, we all know what happened there in the Falls County Anywhere match. That was very intense, however. Of course, we also saw Jericho that night, of course, in action, however, against Dax Harwood with Mike Tyson. Yes, folks, the baddest man on the planet, Iron Mike Tyson as your very special guest ringside enforcer. Then last week, however, we had a very interesting night, however, with Hangman Adam Page defeating Rap Boy Ricky Starks, of course, of Team Taz, who was coming to the ringside with Taz's son, Hook, if you will. We saw also Pentel Zero with Alex Abernathy's, however, taking on Trent with Orange Cassidy. And, of course, Penta got a somewhat cheap win, however, thanks to Alex, the arrogant ass-clown a-hole that he is, however. Arrogant asshole, arrogant, arrogant asshole, let's just say, help his boy win I there. I can't say that better. We also saw Sheeta defeated Tay Connie, which was a pretty good match. We saw I what happened with Miro, better, however. We saw Miro do address Kip Sabian, however, his one-time good friend, if you will. We also saw Billy Gunn with QT Marshall. And, of course, QT Marshall had his boyfriend, Sour Aaron Solo, and nasty Nick Crazy Man Kamaroto who some people compare to Billy Jack Haynes. We also saw what happened with Christian Cage taking on Powerhouse Hobbs, if you will, as once again Taz, however, was there, however, if you will, to see his, let's just say, power, let's just say his pride and joy in his somewhat little, uh, what's a good P word, a uh, good solid P word to describe Powerhouse. We know Hobbs is hungry, however, we know that, and he took on Captain Charisma, but let's see, Powerhouse Hobbs is now known as the wrecking machine, Will Hobbs. 
if you will, wrecking, the wreck, the wreck, yeah, the wrecking machine. But uh, I need another P word to describe powerhouse. Oh, 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 pulverizer, JD. Pompous. Pulverizer. The pulverizer, yeah, the the, the pompous pulverizer power, yeah, the pompous arrogant powerhouse hops. Let's just use that. And then of course, Darby took on Jungle Boy in the great main event tower. So last week's show was pretty solid. Now let's talk about tonight's show, if we can, ladies and gentlemen. Episode eighty-three of the show. Brian Cage, the beast himself, however, taking on the Hangman Adam Page. But of course. Who comes out to cheap shot Kangman Page? Oh yeah, Rap Boy Ricky Starks. However, Hook and once again Taz showing once again, however, that they, they have really enough Spaldings, if you will. Then the Dark Order come out to try to help the Hangman and chase them out, however, if you will. However, of course, Taz was on commentary with Tony, Jr. Excalibur, and of course, uh, yeah, Tony and Jr. and Excalibur. Of course, Brian Cage, however, started out the night, however, by winning, however, with the drill claw in almost six minutes. Cage, of course, was undefeated going into this match, but unfortunately he came up on the shit end of the stick. Thanks to, of course, Rat Boy Ricky Starks, however, Powerhouse Hobbs, however, the pulverizer, and Hook. Gee, Taz, why didn't you test your little boyfriend, Brian Cage, however, for his little penis juice? Why don't you just tell him he's on the juice and tell everyone that he's on Roy Tower? Oh, that's right. You won't tell that to Tony Khan, however, because he's obviously been given drugs by you and your whole team by sucking your cock off, however, every week you get him in the ring, however, and defend his precious FTW belt. Speaking of FTW belt, why don't you tell your boyfriend, however, to put that belt on the line once in a while instead of being your little bitch boy that he has been for the last several months? Anyway, let's continue. Up next, we had the arrogant, chauvinistic bitch boys themselves, however, the bastards themselves, Boron, Matt, Neck, Jackson, and let's just say waste of space, however, nosy Nick Jackson with dickhead douchebag, dickhead suck, mm, little dime bag, Don Callis taking on Mike Seidel and Matt Seidel, Evan Bourne, if you will, in a tag team eliminator. And once again, yes, the Young Bucks, however, somehow, someway, got a very questionable win, however, over the Seidel Pros. So once again, Don, however, you must be very proud to have the Young Bucks suck your delicious meaty cock every week, however, by seeing their praises. <laughs> You're saying they're so wonderful, however, and they're so great, however. Gee, why don't you just have your head up their asshole at the same time, you stupid douchebag? Anyway, up next, Ooh. however, Brandon Cutler came in, however, and basically went after, uh, or actually was ready to go after the Seidel bars. But then they got stopped in their tracks by Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Kazarian had some, some things that I've been saying over the course of time. He told the Bucks that they are entitled overdressed bitches. True. He said their attitudes suck. Even more true. And he also said, however, that they will take the titles from the Bucks heart and make AEW a better place with you a-holes out of it. Strong words by Kaz and Daniels tonight. And I will say, I hope they do take the titles off those prima donnas. Because we've known now for quite some time, however, as we haven't known already, however, 
for for quite a while now, however, the Bucks find a way every chance to get, however, to somehow, some way, have their mouth all over Kenny Omega's meaty cock, however, and his their heads up Dark House's ass, however, by basically saying, "Give us what we want, give us what we want." And you know what they're saying? Oh yes, man, Nick, we'll give you what you want. We'll pull down our pants for you, however, and you can have your heads up our asses at the same time, and basically give us a rub and tug at the same time because you do it every freaking week, just like our other good friends. And referring to, of course, Carl Anderson and, of course, Luke Gallows, who, by the way, tonight were not in action. Then we have Orange Cassidy with Trent Howard taking on Penta El Zio Mio with, once again, the arrogant ass clown Alex Abernathy's. How did that work for you this week, Penta? How did that work for you there, Alex? Unfortunately, you didn't have Ray Fenex with you. You didn't have the bastard, the somewhat high-flying uh, bastard himself, however, who is going to come back, I'm sure, at some point, however, and possibly uh, have a few words to say to both of you guys. And I'm talking about the man with three simple letters, P-A-C, who is going to be looking to gobble up somebody and anybody in his path. And yes, I'm talking about the artist formerly known as the awesome and sometimes he can be arrogant, but he is also amazing, Mr. Neville. Anyway, Orange Cassidy scores the win here in one of the better matches of the night. However, this was actually a very entertaining match. I enjoyed this match. Uh, you couldn't tell a couple times, however, if you will, if Orange Cassidy was going to pull off the win. Especially when Alex Howard had the microphone and once again found a way to basically rip apart Trent, Orange Cassidy, and the best friend's mom, Sue. Here's the thing, Alex. Shut the F up, okay? Seriously. You're annoying as shit. You're a total ass clown. You're a total arrogant a-hole. And you deserve to get your ass kicked. So, if you think you're so bad talking all this trash hard to the best friends, why don't you don the tights, grow a set of nuts, however, get in the ring, and show us what you're made of. Oh, that's right. You can't. Because it just goes to show you how much of an arrogant little prick asshole ass clown you really are. Then we go backstage, of course, to, of course, Justin, my least favorite person, Dr. Bitch Baker and her best friend Reba, if you will, a.k.a. Rebel. Once again, how she says how she's the face of the women's division. Here's the thing, Baker. Why don't you shut your stupid bitch-ass mouth and grow a set of nuts, how as well, honey? How? Oh, that's right. You don't have nuts. Why don't you just learn how to shut your bitch-ass mouth and basically keep quiet? And she needs a nose job, too. I think you're so wonderful, Howard, that you deserve the number one ranking. If memory serves me, what did you do to deserve that number one ranking, you stupid bitch? Oh, that's right. Not a damn thing. You've been competing on freaking AEW Dark and Dark Elevation over the last three weeks, and you think that you deserve this ranking. Well, guess what? Last I remember seeing, didn't you get your ass basically handed to you by a certain lady by the name of Thunder Rosa? Didn't you get your ass beat? Before that, by someone like, I believe it was possibly Hakura Shida, maybe? Was it also maybe that someone like Tay Conti beat your sorry ass too? And you still think that you're one of the best women in the AEW roster? Bite me. Bite me, you stupid black... Not black. Back. I'm trying to say back, but I'm, it came out wrong. Sorry about that. I slipped on that one. Just shut up. You stupid, bossy, backstabbing, broad, fake-ass bitch. Seriously, shut your fucking mouth. You're terrible. 
You think Amen. you're God's gift to reality. You think you're Charlotte Flair of AEW. You're not, honey. You're not. And guess what? If you have the Spaldings to get back in the Amen, world, Amen, JD. Hopefully someone like Sheeta, hopefully someone like Tay Conti, even maybe Thunder Rosa, or even maybe someone like Serena Deeb will shut you up once and for all. But to me, one of the better segments of the night happened up next. The pinnacle, and of course, the inner circle debate. And damn all I can say is Danny told me to tell you guys he is ready to come back next week, and he is ready to tell you how it is. Like I am. And believe me, he's going to have a lot to say. All I can say about this segment, this was one of the better segments of the night and maybe one of the better segments of the year. Bravo on all sides of both these factions. But I did like when Jericho said at the end, however, to freaking however, or not Sammy, to moron jackass fool. And he says, however, they will have to kill the entire inner circle in order for them to succeed. Well, guess what? You better take that to heart, Max, Jax, Wardlow, Ash, and you, Tully, because next week, however, this isn't going to be for the faint at heart. Oh, no, 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 no. It is not going to be for the faint at heart, indeed. This was really, really good. Then, of course, we have, of course, Emulates newest stooge in the group, the somewhat pompous little maggot, Michael Naka 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 Nakazawa. And of course, the Mad King himself, the very no-nonsense, however, non-excitable Eddie Kingston comes out and says, however, that he is going to take care of him right now. But then who comes out? Oh yeah! Once again, dickhead douchebag Don Callis in his little little uh, meal ticket, if you will. Kenny the Clown Omega, if you will, however. And of course, however, Nakazawa tried to get a cheap shot on Kingston from behind with his laptop. But guess what? How'd that work out for you? How'd that work out there, Kenny, Don, and Team Elite? Didn't go so well, did it? And guess what? Next week, hopefully... You're going to get your bells rung when Eddie Kingston and the Mocks, John Moxley, finds a way to beat your sorry ass, Kenny, along with you, Mr. Nakazawa. And Don, here's a little bit of a lesson, my friend. If you think you're going to get yourself involved, you better be praying to God, however, you don't have a hospital bed next to those sorry two guys, because the only reason why you may find a way to pull this one out, however, is once again having Kenny's boyfriends, if you will, the Bucks, and also... Gallows and Anderson finding a way to rub a tug your ass, however, and suck your balls, however, by saving Kenny and Michael from a further beatdown. Because that's all you're good for, you freaking arrogant little douchebag stooge. Speaking of Moxley, before we get into the next match, we just found out this, and I'm sure no one knew this, that we found out in two weeks, <clears throat> excuse me, two weeks from tonight, we're going to see history in the making. When Moxley will put the IWGP US title on the line. On Dynamite. Against a man who we never thought we would see ever. Back in the States. Let alone in wrestling here. In the big leagues again. And no. I am not talking about one of the team elites. Former Stooges. 
who right now is back in Japan, and who at one point took on Moxley, and gave Moxley all he could handle, but came up sort of a little of trying to pull off the win and get back the U.S. title. No, I'm not talking about Kenta. No, 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 no. Although I was a little surprised to see that they did not, they only brought him in for that one-shot deal. No. It's not Kenta that's coming back to the States and rematching Moxley. Oh, no. It's someone else that we never thought we would see again. You're asking, J.D., who could it be? Does anyone want to take a guess who it could be? I know Justin knows who... Justin probably knows who it is. Justin saw who it is, I'm sure. I know who it is, but I'll ask you, Chad. Do you know who it is? I'm actually... Now that you mentioned I'm dying to find out. Hold on to your seats, as they say. Yuji Nagata. Holy Yuji Nagata from the Land of the Rising Sun will be making his AEW debut two weeks from tonight against the Mocs for the IWGP US Championship. And all I can say is that is going to be one hell of a match. And that is going to be a great match I am looking forward to seeing with Nagata back in the ring. So, Yuji Nagata will get his chance to go after the Mocs. That is big. He'll be ready for that. Then we go to Chris Statlander, my girl, the boop girl, the alien boop girl, taking on the Maurice of AEW, as I call her. And I'll be fake forward with her boo and husband, Kip Sabian. And Statlander and company come up with a big, big win. Then we go to a trios match. Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, and Lee Johnson taking on the arrogance of QT Marshall, arrogant Aaron Solo, Nick, crazy man Kamaroto, and the ass clown himself, Anthony Agogo. And once again, thanks to that arrogant ass clown, QT Marshall's little bodyguard bitch boy, Nick, or excuse me, Anthony Agogo, the Rhodes family, however, the Rhodes and Nightmare team, Rhodes, Gunn, and Johnson end up coming up on the shit end of the stick. Come up on the short end, the second shit end, the stick, if you want to call it that. But then, Kamaroto decides to take a cheap shot against Cody's older brother, Dustin, with a bull rope. Marshall, of course, continued to laugh and make fun of Gunn and Johnson. Well, guess what? How'd that turn out for you there, QT? How'd that turn out for you guys? Not so well, did it? Because you got your ass kicked, not only by Billy Gunn's sons, Austin and Colton Gunn, you thought you were going to have the last laugh, however, and thought everything was going to be all hunky-dory, however, when you had your little boyfriends, however, find a way to try to attack the gun boys, however. Well, guess what? How, again, I ask you, how did that work out for you? Didn't go so well, did it? Because there was someone who wanted a piece of your sorry ass, and he's going to find a way to beat your sorry little ass next week and beat you with an inch of your life, I'm hoping, and teaching you that you do not, do not... I'm talking about the American Nightmare himself, Cody. So, QT, you can have all the fun you want by having your little factory boyfriends of arrogant Aaron Solo, the crazy man, nasty Nick, crazy man, Camarado, and the arrogant ass clown, bitch boy, somewhat, uh, uh, snake in the grass, uh, arrogant Anthony Ogogo. But guess what? You're going to be taught a lesson. You thought you had the last laugh last time on Cody by beating him down and getting a cheap win thanks to your boyfriends and your new team. 
Well, guess what? There's only one team that is next to the inner circle that stands for real stand-up pride and truth and justice. And don't put up with the bullshit most of the time. And they will show you what they mean next week. And I'm talking about Cody Rhodes and the entire Rhodes family. So guess what, QT? Your judgment day is coming very soon, my friend. And it's not going to be pretty for you. Then we go to the main event. Darby Allen taking on Preston Penn Vance. Great match. Good main event. I like the ending. Although, we had to have, once again, a piece of human excrement shit, Ethan Page, and his new friend, slimy, sneaky, shitty Scorpio Sky, find a way to cheap shot Darby and Sting, if you will, however, after the match was over. But then, guess what happened? Oh, that's right. You ran like a bunch of scalded dogs. You ran like a bunch of sorry-ass shithead scumbags, however, and also showing how much of a uh, really sneaky you can be. Well, guess what? Why don't you get back in the ring and face Sting and Darby in a tag team match? Drake? Drake? What's his name? Uh, not Drake. Uh, Paige? Why don't you grow a set of balls, Scorpio Sky? Why don't you just continue to uh, just show how much you really are a bunch of living cowards, huh? Because guess what? Well, it just goes to show you, when you get Darby and Sting in the ring, or even maybe Darby and Lance Archer in the ring, with Sting and Jake the Snake at ringside, huh? you're going to be wishing that you never, ever messed with them. <laughs> so you have your little fun now. Have your little enjoyment and <laughs> fun and games now. But at the end of the night, Howard, you're going to be hearing two words. Actually, four words. You've possibly made from Darby. Two more either from Sting or possibly Lance Archer. These are the words. Coffin drop. Scorpion drop. Or scorpion lock. Or blackout. You're going to be all laid up. With either one of those three moves. Right. When one of these three sorry guys gets you in the ring and within an inch of your life. So you have your fun and games now. And enjoy while you can. Because it's not going to be pretty when it's all said and done. And I think that's coming in the next few weeks. If not, possibly, maybe, at Double or Nothing 2. But in wrapping this up, I will say once again, AEW on a had a whale of a show tonight. Very, very good show. Well done. But all I can say is I'm ready for the match next week. I'm ready to see War Games, AEW style, this time, no less. When we see the pinnacle in the inner circle get it on the ring. And believe you me, I would not be surprised if that eats up the first hour of the show. Because you're going to see these guys, if not the end of the show, because these guys are going to literally beat the holy bejesus out of each other. So all we can say is Jacksonville Hospitals better be on standby, because they are going to have a lot of people coming into that hospital, all busted up and then some, from both teams. This is going to be a war. This is going to be an absolute physical battle that no one, no one will ever, ever forget. I already know who I got winning. And you know who I got picked to win. The question is, can they come through? All I can say is three simple words. Wrapping this up. Oh, hell yeah.
Okay. I couldn't have put that better myself here. Uh, JD laid it out here. Of well done. The, uh, well done. Well done. I couldn't have said it better myself. And of course, we'll get some. We'll get some bigger updates on, of course, tomorrow about on tonight's edition of Dynamite tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack episode three hundred one. In addition to that, of course, I'll go ahead and point it out tomorrow night as well. We will finally, of course, have a big roundtable here in discussing the card from this past Sunday's Impact Rebellion as well. Um, <clears throat> so just keep y'all be prepared here for that as well. In the meantime, uh, while we have a few moments. Yeah, I'll wait until you make yours and I'll be smiling. Because I'm going to be talking for a while here. But Well, I got a bigger one. I got what well, I mean, no disrespect to you, but I've got something big to talk about too, but it's going to take me a little bit longer. Now. So you go ahead and go ahead and let's, 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 let's see what you got here. Bro. Go ahead. I'm, I'd love to hear it. Well, I have been in discussions with Mitt, and I have been in discussions with uh, Shaq about this. Possibly, maybe. If it is okay with you, and you message him about this, and I think they're on board on this. I know Shaq was earlier, and uh, I talked to Mitt about this in, earlier today. We were going to have possibly mm. maybe a very special, special edition of Machine tomorrow night. Now all I can uh, say is, machine? have your, yes, with the NFL draft tomorrow night, we might be having a very special edition. That is going to be very interesting. I'll explain more, and I'll be Do right we... back. You go ahead with your announcement. Right back. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, while we find out a little bit more about this right here, of course, uh, so we're not. So now we're not one hundred percent certain about tomorrow's episode of WWS Wrestling Debate, but we'll try to find out a little something here. Uh, Justin, you're 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 you're. you're um, I can't see your face again. I'm I'm seeing. I think you're over to one side there. There you go. Yeah. I, I mean, that's none of my business, but I mean, like I said, I thought for a minute there you were fading off there for a second. So, like, your camera was, cameraman was actually dozing off or something. Anyway, uh, no, I'm just joking. Anyway, of course, as you know, one thing that we've been doing here, of course, in, and of course, in, in showing true respect, of course, to the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, who's been going through, of course, uh, going through, has, has gone through this uh, very, very delicate and serious uh, situation here, of course. Um, and we're, we're not going we're going not to divulge the nature of that. Of course, we said that with respect to Ponzi. Since the end of la end of March, I have put together the WCWS Ponzi Invitational, in which, of course, I have <clears throat> I have of course been posting, of course, all the belts that uh, that Ponzi currently holds, and of course that we had that we do have that we do know about, of course, at this point. And there's quite a few that Fonzie's currently holding. I'm not counting the tag belts, but just counting the singles tag belts. And, of course, like I said, I've been posting, of course, poll matches on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page, of course, to, to of course to help determine new number one contenders for all these belts that Fonzie is currently holding. Now, I do have updates on on the on five of on five future matches for Fonzie. And, of course, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this until Fonzie is ready to come back and uh we want him, of course, to worry about, to be concerned about his health first. So, it's respect to Fonz. We're going to wait just a little while on this. But I at least want to try to have it all planned out. 
and all, and also that way when Fonte comes back, we'll be ready to go and just be ready to uh, go at it without any problem at all whatsoever. But first off, let me go, let's, let's run down here, of course, the matches that we've got currently up and going. The first five have been determined as far as, of course, who Fonzie's going to face. We did, of course, have a poll match for the WCWS Cruiserweight title in which Justin Carter and the Cowboy Clinton James Smith was going at it. Justin Carter ended up winning that, so Fonzie will face Justin Carter for the WCWS uh, Cruiserweight title. Um, and John has already left us here for the night, so we thank him for coming on. We'll talk to him. He's going to go do his show as well. Be sure to check out John Russell Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated uh, Facebook page, of course, for his podcast as well. I'm sure to be talking about AEW and a lot of other things, of course, as well. Uh, so be sure to listen in on listen in on that here, of course, in the <clears throat> and take it from, of course, guys like specialties you know, JD and Justin and all, and all that. John puts on one heck of a show. I've actually seen it a couple times myself. He does a swell job with that. Anyway, the next one, of course, that we had, of course, the, the contenders match for the WWUS United States title, in which Jody Valentine took on Samuel McAllister. It will now be Fonzie versus Jody Valentine for the WWUS United States title. The LWO US World Heavyweight title, the contenders match. We had, of course, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming versus Danny from Oak Park. And Danny actually won that poll, so it'll be finally taking on Danny for the LWO US World title. We also, of course, have the ECW US World title, which it was Anthony Chobot took on William Banks. Now it will be Fonzie versus Anthony Chobot for the ECW US World title. And the NWO US World Heavyweight title, of course, we had Mitt taking on Jordan Stoffless. And, of course, now we have Fonzie versus Mitt for the NWO US World title. Now, these other matches have not been etched in stone as yet. I'm going to wait until and announce the official results on this Friday on Revolution. Uh, the ROH US World Heavyweight title, of course, uh, uh, John is the human suplex machine. John Gross is taking on the loose cannon, Shaquille Cole Cephas. The ROH Pure Championship contenders match, JD is taking on Gregory Kramer. The WWS Universal title, Robbie Thomas is taking on Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. The ROH US television title, uh, <clears throat> um, Andrew Scott is taking on Chris Sharp Palzer. The WWS Iron Man Championship, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds is taking on Chris Taylor. The NWA US television title, the Cowboy Clinton James Smith is taking on William Banks. Uh, the NWA US United States title, Kevin O'Sullivan is taking on Sleepy Martins. The AAA US World Heavyweight title, the JML Experience is taking on Paul Herman Barr. The WWWF US United States title, Eddie Garza is taking on Frank Benini. The NWA US National Championship, uh, Antonio Gutierrez is taking on the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. The WWUS Tri-State Championship, uh, Michelle's mom, Christy, is taking on Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler. The WWUS 24-7 Championship, Jordan Stuffless is taking on Chris Waite. The WWS Money in the Bank Championship Contenders Match. The Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, is taking on Andrew Scott. The WWS South American Championship, Danny from Oak Park, is taking on Kevin O'Sullivan. The WWS 205 Live Championship. Uh, <clears throat> of course, in the Contenders Match here, Samuel McAllister is taking on Sleepy Martins. The NWA US Affliction Championship. Uh, 
Shaq is Shaq is taking on Michelle's mom, Christy. Uh, the SMWS beat the champ championship. JD is taking on Chris Palzer. The WWS Australian championship. Mitt is taking on Robbie Thomas. The WWS SmackDown championship. Uh, Mitt is also taking on the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, the W the, the uh, WWS body slam championship. Anthony Chobot is taking on William Banks. Let's see who will face Fonzie for that title. The WWS Cerebral Assassin Championship. Justin Carter is taking on Byron J. Brain. The WWS, um, or I'm sorry, the uh, I should say the WWFUS. I meant to say, I don't know why I put WCW. It's WWFUS Heartbreak Kid Championship. The Cowboy Clinton James Smith is taking on George Powell Marino. <clears throat> the DXUS Suck It Championship. Yes, that's the name of the belt. The Suck It Championship. Shut up, JD. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, Jody Valentine is taking on Chris Paulser to see who will face Fonzie there. The WWUS Southern Heavyweight Championship, of course, JD, you're taking on Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziggler. The AEW US Double or Nothing Championship. Antonio Gutierrez is taking on the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. The WWS Border City Championship. Gregory Kramer is taking on Andrew Scott. The WWS Freakzilla Championship. The newcomer, Andrew Newman, who debuted at the Rebellion Prediction Title Challenge, is taking on Robbie Thomas. And the last one here, and I'm hoping, and of course, like I said, some people here in WWS hope that this man pulls off the opportunity to face Fonzie for this belt. The WWS, the panel way too tough to handle championship. Alayla Peters is taking on you, JD, for that title, uh, for an opportunity to face Fonzie for that title. Let me rephrase that. I'm sorry about that. So, <clears throat> so that's what we have, of course, currently going on right now. I will announce the winners of all this, of course, of all the poll matches are going on for the, for the Fonzie Invitational, of course, currently right now on the on the pay per view prediction center page. As far as far as the Impact US, um, as far as the Impact the Impact US, of course, um, uh, title belts. Of course, let's go ahead and run down through those here. And like I said, I, I'm we're going through all through all these really as as quickly as we possibly can here, because we want to get some more takes on a couple other things before we. Uh, uh, let's see here. Give me just a second here, while I, of course uh, get it all situated right here. Of course, first off, the Impact US Trivia Championship match card is as follows: the World Tag Team Titles, of course, JDU and Michelle are defending them against William Banks and Andrew Newman. Currently, you and Michelle are leading that right now, four votes to three. The Impact U.S. Knockouts Championship, Jamie Jones, the champion, taking on Alayla Peters, is currently tied at three votes each. The Impact U.S. Knockouts Tag Team Titles, Michelle and Ann, is taking on the champions, Jamie Jones and Lauren Chrissy. Michelle and Ann are currently leading that right now, four votes to two. The Impact U.S. X Division title, of course, Kendrick Smith, the champion, taking on the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. That is still tied at two votes apiece. The Impact U.S. King of the Mountain Championship, Michelle defending against Krista Sharp-Palzer. Michelle is currently leading that right now, four votes to one. The Impact U.S. TV title, J.D., you're defending that against Mitt. Mitt is currently leading that right now, two votes to one. The Impact U.S. Revolver title, John is defending against Kevin O'Sullivan. Kevin O'Sullivan is leading John right now, two votes to one, kind of surprising. 
The Impact U.S. Global Championship, John is defending that against Shaq. Currently, Shaq is leading John right now, two votes to one. The Impact U.S. Next Gen Championship, of course, Michelle defending against Byron J. Brain. Michelle is leading that right now, three votes to two. The Impact U.S. Emergence Championship, and is defending the belt against Antonio Gutierrez. Antonio is leading right now, four votes to one. The triple threat match for the Impact U.S. Classic title, Michelle defending against Jordan Stoklas and Robbie Thomas. Jordan is leading that right now with seven votes. Robbie Thomas has three votes, and Michelle currently has two votes. Now, also, of course, the match, of course, to determine the brand new, um, to determine to, to determine the, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yes, the Rebellion and Slammiversary Championships, of course, between Michelle and Ann right now, the highest votes wins both those belts. Runner-up wins the brand new Impact US TNA title. Michelle and Ann are currently leading that right, I mean, currently tied right now in that with four votes. And also, of course, here, folks, the WWS GWI Unified World Heavyweight title match. Jordan Stoklas defending against Chris Harris and Chance Sullivan. It's currently looking like this. Chris Harris is leading that right now with five votes. Jordan has three votes and Chance has one vote. So, so like I said, we got a lot of, of course, matches here. Uh, things going on right here, of course, here as well. So, like I said, folks, a lot of voting going on here as we speak. Uh, Justin, J.D., if you could please hold the floor and hold the show for just a second. I do have to step out for just one more sec. Okay. Um, and please, please, please throw out a couple of extra things here if you guys want to talk about a couple of things. I will be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with 982 of Revolution for a couple more extra things. I will be right back. So, J.D. and Justin, please go ahead. I, I will return shortly. And just to let you all know, ladies and gentlemen, however, it's going to be a very interesting uh, thing tomorrow night. However, we will have a very special edition of the Sports Machine at 7 p.m. Myself, along with Justin Mitt and Shaq, will get you all set up for the NFL Draft, ladies and gentlemen, of our very special two-hour edition, 944-1585 pound. Be sure to check that out tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, 7 p.m. for Wrestling Visit. Wrestling Visit instead will be bumped to 5 o'clock tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. And we will let you know more about that here as well. So those are just some of the things. How... And of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, Wolfpack episode 301. We will have a lot to talk about as well there. How are ladies and gentlemen? And I'll be back again.
All right, I'm back here. But we will definitely have for you, I believe, a very special edition of Wrestling Debate tomorrow, I believe, at 5 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check that out here on the TalkShoe Radio Network. So be sure to check that out. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We're back on the air. I'm back here now. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's something I must address, if I may. I don't know if anyone has noticed here tonight. I have been a little bit, and this is my personal opinion, J.D. or Justin may have, of course, a different, opinion, a different point of view about this, and I respect them all. But to me, it does... I mean, I, if anyone happened to notice, I was kind of off my, I've been off my game pretty much most of the night. Uh, and the un, only reason why I can, the only explanation that I really have for this, uh, right after, of course, immediately, of course, right after I uh, got done doing WWS Aftermath, of course, I was actually, um, if anyone knows, if anyone went back and listened to my last night's episode of WWS Aftermath, it sounded like I was getting kind of drowsy and I sounded kind of a little bit off. Um, I managed to make it to bed and I slept up until about three thirty, four o'clock this morning. Unfortunately, I have had, I've been sleep deprived most of the day. I think the only reason why I think this was the case was because early this morning I lost power at my home, and and I normally have to have like something, some like noise playing and everything of that nature, um, like a TV going on or movies or whatever, because like I said, it helps me sleep and complete quiet. I'm I'm just not, of course, I'm just not crazy about being completely quiet. I have to have like something like music playing. You know, I mean, I'm sure these guys would probably understand what I'm saying. But I was actually out like a light after I did outside the ropes and I seemed to be okay doing that. But I actually was was stretched out here from I think it was a little bit after eight o'clock tonight up until about three minutes before the show started, the revolution started tonight. And I immediately had to rush to get things, everything situated here for tonight's show. So if anyone seemed, felt like that I was, that might have been the reason. And I will just, just to play it safe, I will be a stand-up person that I try to, that I always try to be. And I may not seem that seem that way to some people sometimes. And that's everybody's I value and respect everyone's opinions about that. But I 100% apologize if I feel um, if, if everyone felt I, I was if, if anyone felt like it was I was like that. I mean, as the as as the head of all this, I need to really be more and more responsible, and more and more alert. 
And yes, I may have been a little bit off my game a little bit, but I mean, I'm sure JD and Justin can also understand and respect that. Uh, I'm sure they have probably experienced a lot of the same things before. I mean, I'm sure it's just human nature. So I apologize if anyone felt that I was. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, so that way I can have a clear conscience going in towards the end of the show here. Now, JD, you were saying something about um, a possible special edition of Sports Machine um, uh, tomorrow night. Is that, is that yes. what you were talking about? Seven, yes, 7 o'clock we might be doing okay. that because the NFL drafts tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know if Shaq got a hold of you. If not, uh, he said that he will talk to you about it. However, I'll let you know. However. Okay, because wrestling debate, we have set 7.30. So right. you but might, he might, you might want to message him about that because he told me to tell you, talk to you about that. Or you can message him. He might start it at five o'clock and then we might start at seven or after seven. Oh, so he, so he'll day. still do that one, but he may do it earlier than what the way I have it fixed up. Correct. He said he will talk to you. He wants to talk to you about it and just run it by you. But I would message him ahead of time just to give him the heads up. Okay. Well, to ask him to please send me a message. And if I don't respond right away, I will respond to it, and he can automatically get it at any time. Because if I'm not around Facebook all the time, if I don't answer him right away, just tell him, uh, just tell him it doesn't mean I'm, I'm just, just tell him that I'm not ignoring him. I may be occupied, and I will respond to him as soon as I can. If he if he talks to he, if he talks to you before he talks to me. So, but uh, if he but but like I said, if but in, in reference him doing that, that's fine. And I wanted to appreciate. I appreciate you bringing it to my attention. So, so is it? So, as far as Friday goes, you know, y'all not going to do one on Friday, apparently. Is that is that the case then? We, we 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 I don't know yet. I mean, like I said, I mean, let me let me message him right now and tell him to get a hold of you. Well, okay. Well, and, and ask him to and, and and like I said, don't you just ask him if you plan on the? That's fine if he wants to do one tomorrow. But ask him if he's going to try to do one Friday as well. I mean. Y'all can do two or three of them if you wish. I mean, like I said, that means just more episodes. So, I mean, that's fine. So, I mean, but uh, because I'm doing the aftermath thing every night. So, I mean, hey, there's no reason why. But but just just something along those lines, just throw it out and see what he says. Right. If he still wants to talk to me, I'll, t- I'll talk to him too. Okay. So, yeah, but that's good. You want to bring it to my attention. And I appreciate that. While you're doing that here, of course, here, I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, after Revolution goes off the air tonight, I will be coming back on for, for of course, WWS Aftermath and bring you, of course, the results courtesy of BleacherReport.com on the, of course, tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. And, of course, I'll be offering my own personal thoughts and opinions in addition to, of course, talking about what they have to say as well. I don't have a time planned on it yet, but I will do it right after Revolution goes off the air. But, of course... Uh, caller ID is 742-5592, 742-5592-POUND, if anybody wanted, wanted to jump on, and of course, uh, anyone wanted to jump on and give their own take on the, on giving any uh, analysis as well, but of course, we will talk about it in full force on episode 301 of Wolfpack tomorrow night, 138-521-POUND, so, <clears throat> but, uh, but be sure, but, but, and also, you can always go back to listen to the past episode as well, if you wish, as well. 
while JD, of course, t uh, messages messages Shaq about uh, this uh, about this the sports machine, of course, update here. Uh, let's go ahead here and let's give Justin the floor here. Of course, the add-on, of course, to what John has brought up in our wrestling pop culture history and birthdays. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, every single day Justin posts um, other wrestling and pop culture moments in history on WWS Fan Empire. Of course, every day, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Appreciation. And be sure to check out, of course, what uh, Justin has right there on the floor. A um, lot of interesting moments here, of course, indeed. Um, of course, the number one thing we did talk about in today's history, I'm sure probably, J.D., I'm probably sure is well aware of this. I'm sure, Justin, you've probably heard about it by now, too. T on this day, back in 2002, we lost the legendary Lou Fez. So in case if y'all remember that. So. Um, but it was talked about even on Outside the Pubs earlier this evening. He was only 86 years old, believe it or not. So he lost a great wrestling pioneer, indeed. So, Justin, uh, while we wait to, wait, wait to hear from JD, of course, let's go ahead and let you go ahead and get your, um, of course, your addendum to, of course, the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here for today. Please go ahead and uh, and uh, take the floor, please. Okay, here's some wrestling, wrestling birthdays today. Today would have been the 131st birthday of Aurelio Fabiani, where nobody's renamed Ray Fabiani, Italian wrestler. He died of heart failure on April 26, 1973. Today is also a happy 28th birthday to Michael Oko, where nobody's renamed the old, the old, old, OJ, OJ Mo. From England. Today is a happy 29th birthday to Drastic, um, to Mexican luchador wrestler Drastic Boy. The Mexican Independent Circuit also will be notably the crash and decided this 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 attack this this says this says Trey total ultra violent though, where he is a former. Three times DTW Auto Impacto Champion Championship. Today is also a happy thirty-third. So happy thirty-third birthday to Sam Alexander Bailey. Sam James Alexander Bailey, better known by his name Sam Bailey from um, um, the United Kingdom. They um, I know it's Drew Gulak's birthday, thirty-four today. John mentioned. Today's out a happy 35th birthday to Joseph Marine 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 Bear Nobody's running a Silver Tiger. Today's also a happy 38th birthday to um Mike Vesner Bear Nobody's running Eddie Osborne, Canadian wrestler. Today's a happy 49th birthday to Chilongo, Mexico. Today's a happy 63rd birthday to Jose De Huzos, Antonio Flores, Bear Nobody's running Mogor. Today is a happy 102nd birthday to to Cucho Mark Velasco Vargas, better known by his ring name Diablo Vasco Velasco. Today is a happy. Today is also a happy 72nd birthday to um Paul, Papa Lee Papa Lee 
Tile Max Amada To Tio Gaga Tio Gaga very known by his ring name in the WWF, the Royal Wrestling Federation WWE in the late 1980s on the ring name Sifa Sifa Afi 72 today. I know it's Alex Riley's birthday, John mentioned 40. And today is a happy 49th birthday to Joseph Francis Bruce, known by his stage name Violent J. He's a rapper, record producer, professional wrestler, and big part of the hip-hop duo Insane Clown Posse. He's also the founder, co-founder of professional wrestling promotion Juggalo Championship Wrestling. He also did the, um, the theme music in WWE's Attitude Era um, for the oddities with um, his friend Shaggy Two Dope, um, Joseph Usler, and um, and they also he also wrestled in WCW with Shaggy Two Dope. And here's some wrestling history today. 30 years ago today, Ultimate Warrior puts Rick DeMondo Martel on WWF Wrestling Challenge in a rather high-profile match. Hey, by the way, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you hear there's a new uh, oh, uh, Nintendo game out now. No, I haven't heard about any new Nintendo games. Wow. So, yeah, so I'm sorry, Justin. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's called it's called kung. It's it's the kung fu game, but it's it's the Donald Trump version where Melania is held captive, and Donald has a fever. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> kung fu master Trump version. No, 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 what, 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 what you saying? Help me, Donald! Help me, Donald! Yeah, that's what it was. It was. That's what it was. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. you right now. Oh, yeah. so. Oh, jeez. That was crazy. Okay, while you do that, Justin, uh, please go ahead and uh, and Justin's sliding off the camera again. I don't know why. <laughs> he's, uh, uh, he must have butter on the wheels of that of his chair. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's just kidding. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> butter, better. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Justin, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, 30 years ago today, um, Ultimate Warrior puts Rick DeMar Martel on WWF Wrestling Challenge in a rather high-profile match for their show, which he won. 30 years ago today on, WW on WWF All-American Wrestling, a recap of Earthquake destroying Jake, Jake, Jake Roberts' Snake Damien from the, four, from the April 27th edition of WWF Superstars. And um, 30 years ago today, Brian Pillman is a guest on Paul Heyman, Paul E. Dangerously's pro, um, um, segment, The Danger Zone, on WCW Main Event. 20 years ago today, <laughs> Billy Gunn, the one Billy Gunn defeats, defeats um, Jeff Michaels on WWF, WWE Jack Metal, slash Metal. And 10 years ago today, in the Thursday Night Wars, Angelina Love defeated Velvet Sky on Impact. And Gail Kim and Natalia defeated Alicia Fox and Melina on WWF, on WWE Superstars. And that's it. Okay. Thank you very much, Justin J.D. I saw that. That was, that was, that was, that was real funny. Apparently, he, 
Hey, he's apparently he's kicking off Biden, Obama, and somebody else. I don't know who the lady is supposed to be, but uh, but uh, but yeah, Donald Trump was trying to kick everybody off. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, but uh, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, as you heard JD just mentioned a few moments ago, of course, um, I, and we have not etched it in stone as of yet, but apparently we are going to have. A special NFL draft edition, we'll just go ahead and call it, of WCWS Sports Machine t- tomorrow. I do believe JD said around 7 o'clock. I did also find out, uh, I don't have any confirmation on this as well, but I did find out that WCWS Wrestling Debate will still conti- will, will still be on tomorrow. They may be on a little bit earlier than we have originally planned. And I do believe uh, it will be sometime around close to 5 of the round. Maybe about five five o'clock Eastern time. We're not sure yet, but just to let you know, WWUS Wrestling Debate will be on. Of course, after that will be, of course, a special edition of Sports Machine. Then, of course, we'll have NWO Wolfpack tomorrow night at nine, and then, of course, as always, of course, we'll have the the of course my analysis show of WWUS Aftermath, as I will talk about, of course, what what will happen with uh, tomorrow night's edition of Impact. Of course, on the heels of Impact Rebellion that happened this past weekend. And then, of course, Justin will dance all over JD's back and all that stuff and all that, like doing tango. And, and I, I don't know. But, uh, and also, who knows, Justin may tickle the bottom of JD's feet, see how loud JD can laugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Justin, at least I'm not asking you to poke his belly and let him go. Woohoo! Okay. Anyway. Uh, okay. This is. Yeah, you can tell I'm really sleep deprived. You know that, right? Okay, I, I said that, right? Yeah. Okay. JD, anything else you wish to add, sir, before we call it a night for 982 of Revolution? Back. JD, JD, anything else you wish to add before, of course, we uh, end uh, Revolution 982 tonight? I am good, and I will. I just sent you the thing, so you guys are gonna get a big chuckle out of this. Trust me. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Okay, and also, like I said, just just have Shaq message me, and I will discuss the matter with him sometime between tonight and tomorrow. Okay. So. Okay. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. the Iceman Jerry Drama. We thank him, of course. Justin's already. Uh, Justin, of course, we thank you, sir, for bringing us. The addendum to the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays for tonight, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, your WWUS history team, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. And of course, like I said, if, if, if of course, like I said, if uh, Johnny gets a chance to, he'll he'll probably he'll probably uh, I can't think of anything right now. My brain's just too tired. Uh, so. Whatever I say is not going to make any sense. So, Justin, just forget what I just said, okay? Thank you very much. <laughs> on that note here, I want to thank you very much for listening in on episode 982 of Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw hereby thanks the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, for joining us here tonight. As we did, of course, discuss uh, a bunch of great stories here, of course, and from 411mania.com. John and Justin, of course, bringing us, like I said, tonight's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Uh, and also, of course, we lost, and now in addition to Lou Fez, we also, of course, lost Chris Candido on this day, too. So two great wrestlers right there. Uh, 
um, we lost, of course, on this date. So very somber indeed. Also, of course, we did get our we did get some thoughts in. Um, we did get we did get, of course, some uh, thoughts in, of course, on uh, um, tonight's edition of AW Dynamite. Of course, JD did lay it out here, of course, as well. Even though we're going to do more of that tomorrow, but he wanted to go and get some of his stuff out there, of course, as well. And of course, also, of course, the discussion about the uh, possibility of a special sports machine, of course, coming up here, of course, tomorrow night, tomorrow evening, I should say. Be sure to, of course, listen in on that. Um, uh, like I said, coming up right after Revolution 982 is off the air, we'll be having, of course, our next uh, episode of WWS Aftermath. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what we're simply going to do here with this tonight, of course, is talk about AEW's um, AEW's Dynamite episode tonight, and I'll give a and I'll give my quick run here, of course, here of it as well. I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about, of course, here as well. So, so like I said, we'll have we'll have a fun time in doing that here as well. Uh, like I said, seven four two five five nine two. If you of course want to be a part of that, you're coming up here in the next little bit. <clears throat> uh, Revolution 982 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com as we, of course, are uh, prepared to turn six years older and, con and, con and <clears throat> continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Of course, as always, folks, be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, here on Facebook. Um, of course, uh, as I mentioned all the time, of course, it's from Fan Empire. Sports Roundup, the Entertainment Cavalcade. Also, of course, Location of Animation, WWS Movie Channel. Also, of course, uh, our tribute, tribute groups to Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and also Whose Lines It Anyway. Also, NASCAR US High Octane History, Home Improvement, More Power Forever, Power Rangers, Protecting the Power, uh, Justice Favorite Group, A Gaseous Affair. Uh, <clears throat> and I've, we've actually loaded a couple of new ones on there recently. Justin, if you want to check it out, feel free. Um, also, of course, uh, let me see here. Make sure I don't forget any. Okay. Yes. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our wrestling tribute groups, of course, NXT US, uh, AEW US, ROH US, uh, LWO US, NWO US, uh, Impact US, and so forth. Also, women of WCW US, of course, posted a lot of uh, uh, some, some great ladies wrestling action. And also the infamous video vault, ladies and gentlemen. We had a couple of interesting praises about the group here earlier today from a couple of folks here. We do appreciate those. We continue to post some great moments here, including, of course, several older matches involving uh, um, the likes of Hulk Hogan. Also, I think Kim uh, <laughs> uh, Patera. Also, of course, Andre the Giant as well. So be sure to check out some of those moments here, of course, as well. As we continue to, of course, to... Uh, to add on some great stuff here as well. So say when people can go back and reminisce about some of this, this, this great action and all that stuff. Um, also check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows here, of course, on Talk Show, in addition to Revolution. Of course, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, uh, <coughs> um, WWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, Sports Machine, uh, WCWS this morning, uh, the aftermath show and everything of that nature. You go back and listen to some older episodes that we did off of back in the day, all the way to some of the most recent stuff. Check out everything we got, of course, on talkshoe.com. 
and you'll you, you'll love what we definitely have lined up here. So be sure to check all that out. <clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen, with the pandemic going on like it is, of course, continue to play it safe as best as you possibly can. Keep your hands clean. Keep yourself clean. And, of course, we're doing a whole lot of praying for that's what we need right now at this point in time. Um, and, of course, here, be sure to check us out on NWO Wolfpack, of course, tomorrow night, 138-521-POUND. As we will, of course, get in-depth here, of course, and talking about our thoughts about tonight's AEW show, as well as, of course, giving our thoughts about the Impact Rebellion pay-per-view that we had this past Sunday. And plus a few other interesting things, of course, here indeed. One three eight five two one pound. Of course, it's going to be a loaded down night of, of programming in the radio network, of course, with wrestling debate starting in an early time. Sports machine coming on at seven o'clock, we believe. Also, of course, NWO Wolfpack at nine, and of course, WWS Aftermath after Wolfpack three hundred one goes off the air. So we're going to have a packed night tomorrow night here, folks. So. I'm sure Justin, um, uh, Justin, I recommend you have yourself a a uh, uh, cooler with a whole bunch of water and stuff in it because you're never having to stay awake here and do like a marathon run of shows here for us. So just be prepared for all that. So and I know I will too as well. So <laughs> so so, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to of course check us all out. Of course, here need on Facebook and TalkShoe. Again, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. Justin, have a good evening, bud. We'll talk about you tomorrow night on Wolfpack. Have a great evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.